Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and welcome back to another match preview uh, after the heroics at the weekend, after the 2-1 victory down at Tottenham, Newcastle will be back home under the lights at 3pm on a Saturday where we play Aston Villa. A rejuvenated Aston Villa, we may think. We'll see what happens. We'll obviously get into that discussion very, very soon. Uh, I'm Scott. I am your host, as always, for this one. Uh, this week, I'm joined by Daryl Harry and Gallagher Shots member Joe. Uh, Daryl, how are you, mate? How was your trip down to uh, London by the weekend? I've uh, I've just about dried out, Scott. Uh, <laughs> I've absolutely battered at half-time by that monsoon that came in and the thunder and lightning and that, but uh, no, fantastic performance, fantastic results. Um, got to spend the afternoon with uh, our very own Shell and our dad and our mate Ben. Um, so I had a good day out all round. Um, had a visit to Spitalfields before I went up to the ground just for a bite to eat. And what can I say? We came away with the three points in the end and it was fantastically well-deserved. It absolutely was a good a good performance and a good win. Maybe it's uh, not what we predicted so much in the last preview. Uh, Harry, how are you on this fine Wednesday evening, mate? I'm doing all right, Scott. Thank you very much. How are you is the most important question. I'm good. I'm good. I've uh, I've just bought Bert Chrysler tickets for uh, for Amsterdam, so all is good. I'm going to see him in January, so that should be good. And Joe, welcome to the channel, mate. Uh, Thank you. Always good to have you on. Uh, how are you? I'm doing great, mate. Yeah, especially on the back of the uh, the win on Sunday. So yeah, absolutely buzzed. Yeah, these are always better when we've uh, we've just we yeah, just got a good little result. Absolutely. In fact, yeah, I've only done one of these where it's off the back of a defeat. So let's keep that up, shall we? Um, absolutely. Before we get started and look at the Villa game, um, obviously, the Gallagher shots match preview is brought to you by Magpin. Uh, it's the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial, 
enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends, and retro kits. They're also doing the uh, postcards for every game. I believe this month there'll just be four postcards of Miggy Almiron, or I'd imagine it would be because who else are you going to put on your postcards for highlights of the game? But if you want more information on that, their website is magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. So, as I mentioned, uh, Villa, Aston Villa is the game at the weekend. It's part of the three o'clock blackout, so it's not on UK TV. Um, obviously, Villa haven't had the best of starts, uh, currently sitting in 15th in the league. Three wins, three defeats, six losses has them on 12 points. They do have a minus five goal difference. Um, Daryl, I'll come to you. Um, obviously, we'll come to... Uh, their new signing that they've made over the past couple of days. But what are your confidence levels going into the Villa game? Um, they're reasonably high, but obviously with a, an air of caution after the way that the charlatans that play for Aston Villa these days turned around Stephen Gerrard's time in charge and, and pumped Brentford 4-0 on Sunday. Um, you know, they seem to have a new lease of life, which tells you all about the character that they have, that they weren't capable of doing it for Steven Gerrard, but as soon as he's gone, they've just suddenly turned into this some sort of super force thing. Um, but there's no reason why we shouldn't be confident going into it. I mean, Christ, we've only lost one game this season. Um, we are a force to be reckoned with. Um, I can't see us shipping four goals like they scored last weekend. We just don't ship that many goals at all these days. Um, and I think when we get to the, the, the crux of the matter, I think we'll get another three points on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one because, like I mentioned, uh, they have got rid of Stephen Gerrard. Probably would have preferred it to be after this game because you know what happened to that new manager bounce. Although we are prime examples of it not happening to every single club. Um, but the manager they, they are bringing in, he won't actually be in charge for the game because I don't think his work permit clears until the 1st of November. But it's uh, it's our old friend em Emery, Emery, who... Uh, Dick Emery. He was supposed to be our, ma our manager, wasn't he? Uh, until right. he turned us down after that famous... Was it Europa League or Champions League game where, uh, where uh, he won? Champions League, I think it was. Yeah, Champions, Champions League, League, wasn't it? Yeah, so uh, he turned us down for Champions League football and now he's in Birmingham or, or the surrounding areas with Aston Villa. Uh, Joe, um, are you concerned at all that there will be a new manager bounce? Obviously, they've shown their grift last week with a 4-0 victory over Brentford. Yeah, I was um, going to say, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. They've already had the new manager bounce and they've not even got him in yet, right? Um, but then again, I mean, you know, it doesn't take much to beat Brentford by a four-goal margin. So, I mean, we've already done it. Uh, no, I. it is interesting because obviously with Steven Gerrard, he set them up in a very particular way. A lot of the time, like a 4-3-3, but... Um, how they're going to set up on uh, Saturday, it's, it kind of makes them quite unpredictable. And that's what I think is probably going to maybe give them a little bit of an advantage going into it. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to, for Eddie to really set his team up exactly how he wants, just because no one really knows what's going to happen. I think uh, the game against Brentford probably gives them, probably gives a good indication as to what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, thing is, right, I mean, like you said, we, we are on a such a good run i think i don't i personally i don't think i've been more confident for a game since probably forest first game of the season um and that's just because obviously we've kind of shown that we can go against any team and pretty much uh you know set up exactly as we need to to win i mean we saw that against spurs we 
we were fantastic uh, stopping them on the counter. Because there were quite a few times actually where I thought uh, on Sunday, um, we obviously we had a lot of the ball, but when they broke, they were dangerous. However, we de- we dealt with that the, the space that uh, they were creating so well, and I just think that with Saturday we're going to have so much more possession, um, and we'll, I think we're going to be a lot more effective in pos- possession as well. So I personally am quite confident. Yeah, it's it'll be it'll be nice to see how St James's Park reacts to us being in fourth place. Um, I can't remember the last time St James's Park has been able to react to that. Um, I don't even think we were briefly there under the Pardew area. I think you maybe have to go further back than maybe uh, Graham Sunis briefly, um, but certainly Sir Bobby Robson, um, Harry Villa's last few. Um, Results, obviously, they had the 4-0 win over Brentford. They did get beat from Fulham uh, and uh, also Chelsea and then draws with Leeds and Forest. So, as Joe was saying, they do seem to be a bit unpredictable. Does that have you worried at all? Um, I don't think it does. I think I'm going to try to get out my pessimistic stage and <laughs> and look forward, to be honest. Um, I think with Villa, um, they do have good players. Um but I also don't think they've been playing to those players' strengths uh, under Steven Gerrard. I think he has been a pretty negative manager. Um, and I don't think he has really got the most out of some of them players, like Coutinho, uh, even though he played with him in his in his career. Um, I don't think there's there's a lot of players there that have been able to show properly what they can do. I know Buendia is good, uh, Douglas Luiz, um, and they've brought in uh, Kamara as well, um, who we were briefly linked with. Um now it doesn't worry me. Um, I think the way we played against Tottenham was fantastic. Uh, we just look like we've always got a very, very strong idea of how we want to play. Um, I don't see a lot of panic in this Newcastle side, um, even on the counter-attack moments. I think there was one counter-attack, and I don't know if it's just because he's slow, but Kieran Trippier was just jogging back. Um, and then you had yeah. like Bruno Belton through the middle. Um, I think they just they know exactly how they want to play and they know how to deal with a lot of situations. Um, and if we're going to beat Tottenham 2-1, uh, we, can, we can go against Man City. We really have shown now that we can go toe-to-toe with the, with the big teams. I don't think Villa are going to be a hard task. I don't think it'll be a pushover. Um, don't get us wrong, but I, I don't think it'll be a, a hard game at all. Yeah, I mean, the team will be full of confidence after that uh, victory at the weekend. Um, obviously, the fans will be full of confidence and that can sometimes go against you. You know, if, if things don't, don't start going your way after the first 20, 30 minutes of passes are going astray. You kind of feel it in St. James's Park and you f- certainly feel it through the TV. Um, looking at Tottenham, and you mentioned a couple of their players there, um, they do have a few injuries. Uh, so Kamara is out, uh, as is uh, Carlos, another player who was linked with us. Um, and they also have Dinier, who's out, who again was linked with us. Uh, there's, a, there's a theme here, right? Um, and uh, Augustinson, who I don't think was linked with us, but given the amount of numbers that we had linked with us at the start of last season, or sorry, January last year, he probably was as well. Um, they, they have a lot of decent players, Daryl, but do you think those, um, those injuries will affect them at all? Um, it'll be hard to tell really because we know they're going to be unpredictable in terms of the new manager bounce, as you said. Um, so we don't really know how they'll set up because it could be a case of now that the, the, the temporary managers had a full week to train with them, you might have a different system to come into this game with. Um, you know, that 
they're a Premier League team with a, a fairly decent enough squad and a lot of experience in there, especially with the likes of your Danny Ings playing up front. Um, Tyrone Mings, as much as I don't really like him, he's still an experienced player in this league. Um, and, you know, they've got a really good goalkeeper as well in Emmy Martinez. Um, I think, you know, like you say, it's a bit unpredictable, but I think we'll be fully prepared for it. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've mentioned more of the Villa players there. They have some players that, you know, can cause you troubles, like you've mentioned. Obviously, there's John McGinn in midfield as well, and we all know what he's capable of. Uh, Ollie Watkins, who maybe doesn't feature so much for them starting, but he certainly is a, a very, very good option off the bench uh, if things aren't going their way. Um, and there's also Matty Cash, who, again, I think we've been linked with in the past. Um, but one nice thing, Joe, is that we could potentially use Matty Target this time where we didn't have that option last season, although, and we'll get to the uh, the lineups a bit later on, he hasn't been getting a start. Uh, is that something you'd maybe see change because he, he knows some of the players a bit better? Honestly, I think what we've seen this season is that Eddie really likes to keep consistency, especially across that back five. Honestly, I I think, barring an injury, Dan Byrne was probably sort of left back, to be honest. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it is funny because... I mean, who would have kind of foresaw this in the summer? We all, you know, expected uh, Target to be the starting left back, but he's he's not really done much wrong, to be honest. I mean, it's just, yeah, uh, Dan Burns just done such a solid job at left back. He's he has been shown, you know, a few times to be caught out on the pace, but he's um, he's defensively solid enough to uh, to know, know his strength in the game, and you know, it's not really cost us right now. Um, yeah, I, I to be honest, I I probably see the, the the back four stay as they are. To be honest, although you know, who knows with uh, with Eddie, he might he might he might yeah, like you say, he might uh, he might think with Target knowing the players, he might be a good shout to to come in. It's um, yeah, I'll be interesting one to see. Yeah, I mean we have we have three league games left until the World Cup break. Um, obviously sitting in fourth. You want to maximise on them. And, and they are three games that potentially we can get results from, Harry. Uh, you're looking at, obviously, Villa. Then we've got Southampton. And then probably a difficult game uh, against Chelsea. Uh, is it a case if you go all out for these next two games and then, you know, maybe just not write the Chelsea game off because I think we could give them a good game. We've proven that with with uh, with what we had. But you'd expect the lights to St. Maximum to be maybe to be back by then. John Joe Shelby back to full fitness. Do you kind of throw the book at Villa and at Southampton for these next two games? I think you have to. Um, I think we've had a we have had a tough run of games um, in terms of how close they were to one another, like the schedule that we've had. Um, but then I also don't think you're right off Chelsea. Um, I think you kind of you give everything you can because we've got the World Cup coming up, and not to be selfish, but the World Cup kind of compared to the club and in the players if they get injured. They get injured, unfortunately. I mean, I know some some players might kind of would want to keep themselves to the World Cup and don't get us wrong. If we had players that would miss out on the World Cup due to injury, I'd be good as well. Um, but I think you've you've got to give everything you can because there's a long break, and I can't tell you off the top of my head how many players will be in in the World Cup squad. There could be kind of up to five, possibly, uh, with the players that we'll have. Like Shaw, you've got Botman, who's in the provisional. Um, there's not that many players really. Yes, the probably first team players that'll be going uh, like Bruno and the likes um, but I think you still just got to go for it you've got to go for it against Chelsea because 
I think the position that we're in, um, why change a lot? Um, yeah. Like I said before, you, you've gone against Tottenham, Man City, and, and even Liverpool. Yes, we got beat, but we, we didn't show a bad display there either. Um, so why do the same? Uh, why not do the same against against Chelsea and go for it? To be honest, obviously I think the Crystal Palace game, sorry, the the cup game, I think yeah. that's when you're going to obviously see a, a lot of changes. You're going to see a, a mass amount of changes there. You might need a kind of a mature head in terms of maybe Trippier, um, even on the bench that could come on for the last thirty minutes to see the game out. But I think that's the game where you'll see a lot of rest uh, for, mm. for our players at the minute. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what Eddie Howe does there because he obviously. The start of the season was all for a cup run, uh, and he wants a decent cup run. So you'd think he'd put everything behind that Palace game, but I don't think he ever foresaw being in the position in the league where we are. So do you sacrifice the cup for progressing in the league? Because momentum's key, right? And and you've got to think we've got these next three league games. You've just got to keep going at them because there is a, a big break. Um, you know, John Virgo's coming over after the uh, after the Chelsea game. Uh, he's, uh, he's little. Uh, I don't know if Harry's Harry. I don't think Harry gets that, no. that reference. I'll just smile. I'll just smile. That's a great reference. Um, but then after that, obviously, we've got a few games close together. After, you know, for the Christmas with the Boxing Day, the New Year's Day, and all that sort of stuff. So you know, you want your players fighting fit. That's why we're going to Saudi Arabia. He's probably going to give the players a bit of a holiday as well, who aren't at the World Cup. Um, and then it's straight back in with a January transfer window, which will be entertaining to see. Um, Daryl, there's been a lot of talk over the past couple of days from the press on just how good we've been and, and how good a job Eddie Howe's done. Um, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? It's such a refreshing change, isn't it? You know, to, to not think about how we've just been, to coin a phrase from the previous regime, ticking along. Um, playing negative football despite what Jamie Carragher thinks about having to go as far back as Rafa Benitez um, to try and emphasise that point when we all know how bad it was under Steve Bruce um, but yeah I mean I just it makes me feel happy inside you know and I'm sure it gives everybody a lift and a bit of a buzz that we're being seen in this way in not just like a local sense but in a national and global sense as well people are really starting to na- take notice of what we're doing on the pitch um, and that's also good because it deflects away from the stick that people are trying to beat us with about the ownership and the composition of the ownership and whatever happens in, in other countries as a result of that um, but you know it's you sit there and because of the way we're reacting to all this as well I mean I know and myself included and, and many others that I know are more immersed in what happens at the club these days you know, it's a weekly thing in in our WhatsApp group about when Eddie's press conferences is released. Yep. Um, you know, there's a lot more going on, um, and you want to know more, you want to read more, you want to just get involved and in, and delve into the the, the fine details. It was, we're pretty much all turning into mini Eddie houses as a result of this, I think, because we're all just getting in there and clutching at all the raw data and trying to make things of it what we will. Um, but yeah, I mean. It is nice and it's also nice to see, you know, these people that we've been angry at for years because of the way they've been talking about the club suddenly talking about was in such a positive manner that it's like, yeah, that's good. And, and, and you know, things like that. And it, it's just lifting the whole place and, and, and bringing a good mood. 
It sure is. I mean, it's funny you mentioned about us getting really involved. I think, um, you know, looking on this screen right now, you can see three current Newcastle United shirts, um, you know, from Castor, from the current regime. I think before then, the only shirt I bought in the last 14 years was the 125-year shirt. Um, and then I've gotten some of the older ones afterwards. Um, but it, you're right, it's kind of, you want to get involved. You want to you know, you want to not only invest your time, but you don't mind spending a bit of money on on a top. I mean, this is the first training top I think I've ever bought since the Adidas stuff. Mm. You know, going way way back. Um, it's it's nice to see. I'm sure you know. I don't walk around Newcastle because I don't live there anymore. But I'm sure walking around, you'll see a lot more black and white shirts and a lot more football shirts from Newcastle in general. Just walking around town. I mean, I don't think that ever really went away. But you probably it's extended even more now. Um, Joe, is it, is it something you've noticed kind of when, you know, when you're in about town, just the, the atmosphere has completely changed when it comes to Newcastle? Yeah, massively. I mean, it's it's just nice because what, 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 what I think one of the best things about the takeover, to be honest, has been the, and I was quite sort of a bit, quite corny to say, but the community, everyone's sort of coming together to finally, I guess, almost celebrate what we've, been uh, supporting for so long but obviously it's been such a one-sided thing right for, for like well obviously for the past 15 years and for everyone to it's almost like a massive release of like this this passion this um obviously enjoyment and just wanting to show that we're happy to support the club again so yeah i mean you see people you know obviously buying the shirts um going to i mean the friendly games both uh the, both those friendly games were sold out like in in when was the last time that probably happened? I mean, yeah. it's um, no, it's just good to see. Um, and yeah, I think it kind of just goes to show that it doesn't really take that much it, to get this fan base on board. I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the new owners have have massive ambitions, and we all know what they're going to be. But I mean, come on, I mean, even uh, even just little things like putting Shearer's statue on the on the grounds. I mean, things like that. It's it's just what it's just trying to connect get that connection back with the with the uh with the city and yeah and, and we've seen it and it's it's honestly fantastic and to be honest that's probably probably one of my favorite things about this whole takeover is just seeing everyone so happy and passionate to support the club again um and yeah it's it's just brilliant to see absolutely yeah it's uh it's it's nice to see stuff like queues outside the uh the club shop on a match day that sort of stuff hmm. um not yeah. that i get to see them but i see the pictures yeah that go on we'll bring it back to the game obviously this is a this is a match reaction not a talk over the takeover and like that <laughs> uh, sorry a match review. um newcastle's injuries we obviously haven't heard eddie howe's press conference yet that will be on friday but it's looking like there's no additions to the list that we've been reading off every week of isak darlow uh, Richie Craft and Dummett. St. Maximum, we don't know yet. He's supposed to have only been out for three games, so that's his three games up. Um, Harry, do you, do you see St. Maximum potentially returning, or even if he's fit, do you think he'll just slot in on the bench and how we'll keep things as is? Um, I think he will keep it how it is, um, to be honest. I mean, I know obviously the change was made with Willock coming in. Yeah. Um, now, if Maxi is. 100% fit, I think you have to have him on the bench. Because um, I think with him at the minute, you never know if he's coming or going, really. Um, so if he if, if he if he didn't feel himself that he was re like ready to go, then 
I don't think you even have him on the bench. But um, I think you just keep it exactly how it is. Um, don't get us wrong, I love Maxi, um, and I'd love to see him play every game for Newcastle and score loads of goals and that. But I like the way it's going at the minute. Um, kind of Eddie Howe's getting a lot out of these players who I wouldn't originally think yeah. I'd play there or I wouldn't think they would play this style and, and all that. But like Jacob Murphy, I, I've shredded him plenty of times. But if it wasn't for Jacob Murphy, in some ways, our game plan wouldn't work. Um, I noticed that when, I can't remember the last game that Maxi played when he came on. Um, it was definitely at home, but I can't remember when it was. But I know that when we were pressing the ball, Wilson was constantly, his left arm must have been in cramp, kept on doing that to try to get Maxi to follow with him, to, to push up the pitch, because I don't think that's what Maxi gives you. Um, don't get us wrong, he does run back. Um, recently, I've noticed, he, especially against Wolves, he made some dart and runs back to, to win the ball back. But we've been without him for such a long time this season. He, I don't want the players to feel like they're getting the piss taken out of them when he comes back. So it's like, oh yeah, you just go straight, just straight in, mate, straight in. Because then they'll be like, well, you're kind of going back on everything you've said, really. Because it seems yeah. what he said to the players is, you perform, you're in my team. Um, and yeah. they are performing and they are mm. in this team. So let's keep it that way. Um, and then Maxi is perfect as an impact sub. Um, we, we are missing someone off the bench. Ellie Anderson wasn't there for Spurs. Um, and everyone was slightly gutted about that. But we do need something off the bench. Um, so if Maxi is fit, let's have him on the bench. Just as an FYI, sorry. Um, they did release some training photos today and he wasn't in a single one. So make of that what you will. Yeah, it's interesting. I think in, in Howe's last press conference, he mentioned that he hasn't seen or spoken to Maxi, but that's probably because of the closeness of the games where they were training. They were probably just training the first team and maybe it's the subs bench and, and a few of the youngsters together and everyone else was training separately. Um, it seems to be the way that they, they look to do things. Um, Daryl, John Joe Shelby made a, a cameo against Spurs. Um, if there's any changes to be made at the weekend, do you see that potentially being a one that gets introduced or do you think it's still not quite ready for John Joe and we'll give him maybe he's 20 minutes or 30 minutes as opposed to 10 like he got at the weekend? Yeah, I mean, if you remember, Eddie Howe did say that he would only really use John Joe in an extreme emergency um, because his fitness wasn't quite back up to, to full power. And I think, I think, did he come on for Bruno? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that I would yeah. count that as the extreme emergency situation, considering Bruno, as it came to be, hadn't slept for two days. Um, but I think he looked again, like he aged about ten years from the oh, start to the end of that Tottenham game. He looked, he looked like a broken man in the post-match interview <laughs> with poor Bugger. Um But I think again, I think the same thing applies this week. I think John Joe will be on the bench, and I think again it'll be a case of if Bruno's tired or we need a bit of a change later on in the game, then John Joe will come in as a replacement um i think you know it was really nice to see him back um you know i was watching him when was it i was watching him knocking balls around the place at man united at half time that's when it was and it was really weird because he was partnered up with elliot anderson at this point and elliot was trying his best god help him to spray a ball across half the length of the pitch to reach john joe and then john joe would just pick it up and just go bing and it would land at Elliot's feet. You know what I mean? So, you know how it, yeah. just his range of passing and things like that is just amazing. But I think, again, it'll be a case of bring him on an emergency. Yeah, I think, you know, we're not, we'll probably not need to go too much through the lineup because I think we're all pretty much in agreement that there won't be any 
changes or if there is there'll be maybe one or two which none of us will be able to predict until we see the press conference um joe when it comes to the the front lineup um i think we're probably in agreement that it's, it has to be wilson and almiron but is there an argument that 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 left side position is still up for grabs yeah. for anyone who needs it yeah no absolutely i mean i was interested to see uh joe Litton go out on the left uh for spurs did a good job the thing I have is I th- I just think Joe Linton is such a good box to box midfielder. I do worry that putting him out on the left. Thing is, right, whenever he if he ever gets injured or if you ever sub him off, you can tell pretty much straight away because we lose that something in midfield. Obviously, Bruno is fantastic for getting the ball and spraying the crosses um, and you know creating space and whatnot. But Joe Linton has so he has that sort of. He's just a tank, isn't he? He's an absolute tank, and he breaks that play up so well. And I just think if you stick him out on the left, you, you like I say, you kind of lose that. It was interesting because I think I think very briefly he actually had Willock out on the left, didn't he? Um, yeah, early yeah. on in the game, and I thought that's how it was going to stay, but then obviously that kind of changed. And I'd be interested to see if he tries that again because. What you do find is that Willick's a lot of Willick's best play comes from sort of the left side of midfield, and um, and yeah, and I just wonder whether he's sort of experimenting whilst he has that opportunity whilst Maxi's out. So, to be honest, I probably I probably think he will, uh, for the sake of consistency, keep Joel now on the left again. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to change things up midway through the game. It was interesting. I think one of the main reasons he put Joel Linton on the left was he was covering with Dan Byrne. And he was yeah. quite, when Dan Byrne was getting caught out, you, Joe Linton was there, ready for him. And obviously being box to box, he's got a bit, he's probably a bit closer to do that. But on the left, he's more focused at doing that. So if he is up the field, he can get back a bit quicker because he'll see Dan Burns up there. So he'll drop back or, you know, whatever happens. So it will be, it will be nice to see what happens because it, it's, a, it's a good predicament to be in, in terms of who do we play in. The fact we've got players who are quite versatile and who can play in multiple positions for us and in the right way i don't mean you know playing miggy almer on left right middle left right middle like uh, previous managers have done in the past um we'll come on to our predictions um we'll start with you daryl uh predictions for the weekend uh what's your score mate um i'm gonna go with a 3-1 newcastle win um i think villa will make it really difficult for us as previous teams who've come to the ground have um, but you know we've got this little wave of momentum going, and to be honest, I can't see it being stopped anytime soon. Um, just to go back a little bit there to mention about the actual squad in itself, uh, as Joe was saying, I think what we've got now, and I've said it before on this um, on match previews, is we now have that tactical flexibility within the squad, so players can shuffle around in in certain parts of the pitch where necessary. They can be a bit of dynamism during the game in the formation. So, as we've said, Willock and Joe Linton can swap over. Um, and that's very pleasing to see. And to be fair, I couldn't imagine, you know, we're not quite at the stage of Eddie Howe is yet, but when you try to think about all these different things coming together, it's, it's hard to place them, which is why we sometimes struggle to make lineup guesses as well. Um, for me, if he was to make a change, maybe one, but it would only be centred around Joe Linton and Joe Willock and whether or not he brings yep. Murphy back in. Um, but yeah, sorry, I've rambled on there. 3-1 to Newcastle. Right. No worries, mate. 
Got all the time in the world. Um, Joel, we'll come to you, mate. What's your score prediction going to be? Personally, um, I don't. I don't see us conceding. To be honest, uh, I think. I mean, Villa have only scored eleven goals this season, I believe, and four yeah. of them came at the weekend. Um, you've got Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings, who, I mean, they they can pose a threat. And I, I know Danny Ings scored against us uh, last season, uh, you know, uh, and I think we need to be wary about that. But I just I think we've been so tight at the back, and if you know. We we limited the likes of Son and Kane to so few chances uh, at the weekend. I I just can't see us conceding. So uh, I'm going to go for a two nil, um, and I'm going to go as far as to say Miggy gets another one. And yeah, go on. I'll I'll I'll, I'll get Joe Litton on the score sheet. I reckon he'll get his goal from Fingers the crossed. Side. Yeah, two nil. Well, it will be nice if Miggy gets another goal um it just rubs more and more salt into that jack Grealish wound um, <laughs> harry your prediction there uh i think it'll be a one nil newcastle win um i think yes unai emery is not going to be there um but the players will know he's watching and it's like it's like almost like starting a new job isn't it it's like they haven't proven themselves to him yet um yeah so i think they're going to be catchy and I, I think careful but then also on the attack could be just trying their hardest to, to get what they need um, but I still can't see them scoring um, to be honest um, I think Tyrone Mings is a bit like a Harry Maguire Jamal Lascelles type of centre half if you put him under enough pressure he's likely to make a mistake um, the only two things that go through the head is lumping and smashing the people and I feel like that that's the type of centre half that he is um, so if you've got kind of Wilson pressing him and kind of doing that thing where he just runs at them directly and put them under pressure. I think that'll work perfectly against the Aston Villa team. Um, like we said, on the left-hand side with, with Joe Linton as well, I think he did offer quite a threat on the left-hand side because he, he takes the ball forward. And I, I know that strike that he had, that did end up being offside, I think. But crikey, if that had gone in, like, I remember it was like, boom, gone. I was like, whoa. And I was watching it on Dodgy. I was watching it on Dodgy and it left his boot and I didn't see the ball whatsoever. It just went, <laughs> bruh, 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 and it was just out of out, out of sight. But I do think Joe Linton should be kept in the middle. Um, and I'd also like to quickly touch on the John Joe Shelby thing. If Bruno can see if we're controlling the game completely, and Bruno's not lacking by the end. I'd love to see us experiment with Bruno in the number eight and John Joe in number six. Because that's how, before, obviously, before the format we've been in, I always envisioned our, like, kind of midfield being like that, kind of with John Joe just behind, kind of picking the passes that he needs to, spraying yeah. it and being his usual shithouse self, really, like throwing in some daft tackles and stuff. But I wouldn't mind to see that because I'd like to see Bruno kind of be released a little bit from his defensive duties. But then again, I don't think that's in Bruno's kind of mentality. I think he just sees a ball and thinks, oh, I want that ball. He's like a dog. He's like a Labrador. And he like, <laughs> he's like, he's, he's got two Labradors, to be fair. So he probably gets it from them. But no, I, I feel like that won't really leave him. But I'd like to see him a bit higher up the pitch. Um, cause I think he works well up there. And I, I, I still, and I would like to say, my preview last time when I said Wilson was kind of off a little bit, I still think he's isolated. I do still think he's isolated. I do think you need someone else maybe behind him, kind of where we used to have Willock under Steve Bruce, um, kind of someone that arrives late and, and kind of support him a little bit. Um, but no, I apologise for last week with the uh, and Jordy Kev 
got it right as well, 2-1. So uh, if I get this 1-0 completely wrong, you can take your place. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we'll have Jordy Kev. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. No chance. I will go for. I'm going to go for a two nil. Again, I'm with Joe. I don't think we'll concede, um, and and with you, Harry, as well, being a one nil. Um, and mm. like I said, I just think Botman and and Shaw are just different gravy this season, and I think they'll they'll do it again. Um, Danny Ings, he, he's he, he's not the fastest of forwards, so I think Shaw and Botman should be able to to do a number on him, um, and you know. Leon Bailey does have a bit of bit of pace, but I don't know if he's getting much start time. I haven't seen Villa too much this season, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'll go. I'll go two one. Um, I think it will be Callum Wilson will get one, and then um, we'll maybe see Bruno with a with a goal as well. Um, just to put the icing on the the amazing week that he's obviously had, um, or the two weeks it will be now, whenever it was. Um, I'm still waiting on the baby and the um. The, the two dogs photo that's yes. got to come soon. Yeah, it's um, got to. Yeah, it, 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 it's going to happen sooner or later. It's got to. So Bruno, if you're watching, because I know you do, um, get that on Instagram, mate. <laughs> Does anybody want to add anything before we call uh, an end to this one? Yeah, I'll just say that we've the two centre backs have got deep pockets, so I think they've got plenty of room for Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings. Extremely and, physical yeah, yeah. as well. Mm. I, I feel like we've got some very physical. Centre halves that can deal with anyone really. I mean, mm. even Haaland, yes, he did score one against us, but you didn't see him really when I was watching it kind of just barge through them like he does against like other teams and just like striding through. I just love Newcastle, man. It's class. Yes, I know last <laughs> week I said, I know last week I said would lose, so I, I'm the type of fan that doesn't deserve this, but this is fantastic and I absolutely love it. Now nah, we all deserve it. And to be fair, actually, Villa do love taking shots from outside the box, and I just don't see us allowing that to happen we're so no. good at closing down you know and we're an absolute wall we're an absolute brick wall so now nah, i i just i can't can't see us giving them many chances i mean ollie Watkins took three chances just to score his goal uh against brentford so i mean we're not going to give them that are we and if we do we've got nick pope to, to bat them away so exactly there's, there's, one. There's, absolutely right uh if you do like this sort of content then this is your your bag uh scroll down from this little video and hit the the little subscribe button and while you're there hit the little thumbs up as well because uh, that lets other newcastle fans see this video and it will appear in their youtube uh streams and recommended and whatnot from there and if you don't like it hit the thumbs down believe it or not that also helps us so whichever one you want to do hit either one we don't care as long as you hit one of them um, the subscribe button is absolutely free to hit uh, and that'll just mean that we will appear more often in your YouTube feed as well. If you want to go one step further like Joe has, uh, you can become a member of the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. It's $2.99 a month. That gets you early access to videos like this one, like the FPL show, which I believe was recorded last night. It should be going up soon. Um, and stuff like the match reviews. And if Matty does it beyond the lines and all that, you'll get all that early as well. Uh, you also get access to the Telegram group, which, like I say, is about 130 members in there, all just Newcastle 24-7. It's multinational. There's people from all over the world in there. Um, so, yeah, you get access to that as well, which is a, a nice little community to be a member of. But that's it for this one. 
Uh, all that's left for me to do is to thank my uh, co-hosts and guests today. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, Joe. No bother. Cheers. And Good to see you, We lads. will see you in the next one, hopefully after another victory and another clean sheet. And maybe we'll be third in the league when we speak to you next time. Let's find out what happens. We'll see you next <laughs> no, time. We don't have a ceiling. We don't have a ceiling. Well, top, <laughs> top is for ceiling. Top is for ceiling. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that. We'll get that by uh, by March. Anyway, easy. See you in the next one. Ta-da. Ta-da. See you all later. Bye. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.